right. Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Romance in Color. Uh, coming to you guys the week before Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to um, be off next week. So um, we're giving you something this week to kind of hold you over until we get back from the Thanksgiving holidays. So, um, yeah, we had an um, interesting um, week last week with what we were just we talking did. about. When yeah. to disclose your separation or divorce on mm-hmm. social media, if mm-hmm. at all. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it really, really like touched a lot of folks who might be going through this season right now. Um and, so. and knowing what to do and how to navigate these kind of weird times that we're living in uh, as far mm-hmm. as social media is concerned. Yeah, because so it's think- so different even than 10 years ago, the way the world was. You didn't have to make a decision about, oh, no, do I have to share this with my followers? Do I have to share this with the people who I don't know in real life, but I feel mm-hmm. like I know them because I've known them for years online? You know, do I have to announce it? These are different times and you do have to kind of think about different things. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that really like resonated with a lot of folks. Um, mm-hmm. So I forgot what I called it. Um, was it. What was it called? announcing your divorce or something i don't know what i call yeah, it yeah i don't remember but, what we called it yet but, um, mm-hmm. yeah so we, we talked a lot about um that and uh, about me my me going through my first uh, marriage mm-hmm. and um your own uh, current separation so mm-hmm. i think we were very mm-hmm. candid and open about it again like if you guys have questions or want to talk to us you know feel free to reach out and you know we'll definitely like you know hit you back you know anonymously if you want Or even if you're thinking about making the right decision, and I'm sorry, making that decision, and you're not sure it's the right decision, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to reach out to, we've obviously both been there, and it's hard. And I feel like the role of social media kind of makes it harder to make that decision because you have to kind of consider those things. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely holler at us if if you want for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, watching the romance, uh, your kitty watched acrimony, like we said, and, and I enjoyed it. In spite of Tati's, you know, her her position, I enjoyed it. Mm. I hope you guys. I hope a few of you guys gave it a gave it a little whirl. <laughs> um, but so we did talk about a few Christmas movies that were coming out, like Jingle Jangle on Netflix, um, which I did watch with my family. We loved it. It was beautiful. Oh man, um, I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, it came out Friday, so we watched that for our family movie night. Um, and then uh, Christmas on Wheels with uh, Tia Sakar. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about that um, later on. Um, the Christmas Doctor with Holly Robinson. Pete, girl, all I got to say is get your tissues ready for that. I and didn't see that. that. Are you going to talk about that in a, in a little bit? I, I, I don't want to give it away, but it was Don't so give good. it away. Okay, was good. So that good. was on it Lifetime was, or Hallmark? It was, a, it was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Okay. And so it was one of those kind of like more serious yeah. You know, oh, but it really tugged at the heartstrings. I don't even want to. I don't want to give it away, but uh, it really. Okay. Okay. And then okay. the other one was the Christmas edition on Lifetime. I didn't watch. I didn't see it. I haven't recorded. Um, okay. but I didn't see that one yet. And then in our um, reading romance, I talked a little bit about Mary Inkmas with Talia Hibbert. Um, it was just going to be part of our um Christmas holiday uh lineup. Um, I'm going to have the books out probably this week. So I want you all to stay tuned on Instagram. So you'll have some things to read um, over the Thanksgiving break. Very uh, nice. Yeah. 
And so um, the other books I've also talked about were by Selena Montgomery, aka Stacey Abrams, a former gubernatorial candidate in Georgia. All of her books um, have been selling out cr like crazy because, again, she was instrumental in uh, helping turn Georgia blue um, uh -huh. and getting, getting Joe Biden this win, this critical win in Georgia, even though, girl, they they up here counting votes by hand, but that's another story. I don't even want to. Oh, God, story. my Lord. Mm -hmm. It makes my head hurt, but it's mm -hmm. just so much craziness going on. But again, that was our one and only political episode. <laughs> 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 so we probably won't even delve into politics anymore, but we just had to talk about it. <laughs> so anxious. Yes. Oh, man, I know. So, oh, gosh. So you're kidding, even... what, what are the hot topics this week? So hot topics and very sad news. You know, I'm sure by now most, many of you have heard that the singer Jeremiah is battling COVID. Um, last oh. update that I heard was yesterday. He wasn't doing so well, mm -hmm. stable condition, but they weren't, they were a little bit vague. So just, you know, prayers going out to Jeremiah, going out to his family. And just that reminder, of course, mask up, keep yourself safe, social mm -hmm. distance, because it's very real out there and it can affect any of us, whether you have pre-existing conditions or not so that that was super sobering news to hear so definitely our thoughts and prayers are with jeremiah yes, love him and his ballads yes mm -hmm. young um you know vibrant young man i hope people realize that young folks yes. they can get this thing too you know it's, it's, it's yes. not a game it, it's, it's taking everybody's life y'all heard yeah. me about the ventilator and that's just that's oh, scary Jesus. I mean, yeah you know, not even 30 i don't think and he's on a ventilator that's just, exactly that's, that's scary so yeah prayers prayers for him definitely you know, he, he has hits you know everybody knows birthday sex and Mm -hmm. and, and, and a whole bunch of other songs birthday yeah. sex is him i thought that was trey songs lord you know, i love birthday sex. Okay. birthday sex oh. And there's another song. Oh my God, my favorite. Even he has like so Jeremiah. many hits. He has so many hits, but oh, my favorite song is from the um, Magic Mike um, soundtrack. Oh my God, I cannot think of the name of that song. I, I would play it if we, okay. if we weren't okay. getting struck or whatever by a, by a copyright or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's such a good song. I cannot think of the dang, the dang song. It'll but, come um, to you. Yeah, it'll come to me. Then maybe I might sing a little note, but that might be a copy might write infringement <laughs> too. I don't know. Oh, all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. like so in other news, um, so People Magazine just announced their sexiest man alive. We've been waiting for this ever yes. since John Legend was announced last year, and that was obviously met with mixed reaction. No, 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 it, no, no. It, was, it wasn't last year, it was the year before last was year. Was it the year before? I think I was last so traumatized was Blake, by that. Like, who was no, on this panel? <laughs> yeah, last year was Blake Shelton. Everybody was like, What? Well, Blake, to me, Blake is a little better than John Legend, who is cute and adorable, but sexiest man alive, know. really. I don't know who's on who's on the daggone judges panel, but <laughs> here we are. Michael B. Jordan, and Michael I think Dave. a lot of people will be pleased with that selection. Um, I'm a little indifferent. I mean, you know, I think he's a very talented actor. I've followed his career for a while. Um, from when he was even younger and maybe that's kind of why it's hard for me to see him as the sexiest man alive I personally don't find him to be the sexiest man yes. he's a very handsome man and I think in um in um 
<laughs> I'm in Black Panther. I found him to be even more attractive, but I never really saw him as a as like a heartthrob sex symbol. I don't know. What do you think, Tati? Does he I deserve think, this title? Yes and no. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. I think I have a pro. I just, I just. Oh my god! How can I put this delicately? <laughs> Go ahead, girl. I, I just feel like when white people, these white people who pick, mm-hmm. um quote-unquote, sexiest man alive. Okay, when they pick Idris, they got it right, okay? When they pick The Rock, they got it right. Right. Denzel, we had been screaming for Denzel. Yeah. And they didn't pick him right when he was in his prime, though. But, you know... Exactly. Exactly. But exactly. Then, I you gotta get, quote-unquote, white people famous in order for them yeah. to pick you as sexiest man alive. And, right. like, I'm just like, eh, you know, like, like I, I think, I think, I think everybody is sexy in their own way. But at the same time, uh, I, I, think, guess, I, think yeah. he, I think he's, I think he's okay. Like you said, we grew up with him. He's younger than us. Yeah, yeah. And I keep thinking about him being in Hardball. <laughs> we were little. Oh, I didn't even see that. Hardball. But it's like he just and looks like wire. a young kid. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's uh, in I the Wire. All my yeah. children. Uh, I can see him. why he was chosen because I know a lot I of women do find him very sexy. So I don't he, think it's a bad a, choice. He, he wouldn't have been. He does. He wouldn't have been my choice, but I I kind of think that you hit something when you said depends on who the panel is and the, the diversity. Because do you remember like a few years back and those that those all spice commercials that guy um, Isaiah yeah. Mustafa yeah. or whatever riding that yeah. horse? And I swear, mm-hmm. like white people, I think they thought he was like so sexy at first. I thought it was supposed to be comical, but I think they really thought he was like this it sexy, desirable man. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, what on earth? But you know, different folks, different strokes for different folks. But you know, I'm very happy for Michael B. Jordan. I think you know it was a, a cute pick. So he has, he has yay, beautiful. Michael. He has beautiful teeth, mm-hmm. gorgeous dimples. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Body, he good dimples. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling the mustache he got right now. I wish he would just go up to the <laughs> He was also good in Creed, though. I enjoyed him in Creed. That was a nice adult role. He did a really nice job. I think there was a Creed, too. I haven't gotten to see it, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. Both of those were really good. Creed, Creed 2. I loved all the Rocky, so I vowed that even if Creed was trash, I was going to follow it. Right. The first one was really good. So, yeah. Um, But I... I'm like, eh, I just, I mean, girl, the names of both people you would have thought that could get on that list. I mean, oh my goodness, let's see. I mean, um, who? Okay, yes, yes. Moonlight, my boy. I mean, uh, even some of the what was the football player's name with the blonde tips on his hair? He's cute. The one who beat Odell, Odell Beckham. Yes, like, I mean, yes, there's just yes. cute guys. There's a lot of handsome yes, guys. Yes, yes. Michael okay. Vick at one point before White America villainized him so bad, like he was <laughs> no. handsome. Was he ever on he it? Was handsome. He was handsome. I don't know. Yeah, he's still handsome, gorgeous. He's still handsome. Still have keep himself in shape. Um, mm-hmm. Hell, I might even say Drake. I mean, Drake yeah, is- yeah. <laughs> There's Drake definitely some some entertainers. Yes, Drake is yeah. handsome to me. He's Drake very cute. Very handsome. He's a fun mm-hmm. boy. He's very handsome. Who does not deserve to be a lo- on the list? 
although he's handsome and people love him or whatever. But I do want to say shout out to him and I'm proud of him. But Prison Bay, and I know he has a new movie that's out and it's actually doing very, very well. I wouldn't want to see him on it. No, no, no. I'm saying he shouldn't be on it just because it's too soon. I know he's making some positive changes in his life. He's in movies. I saw him on Wednesday being interviewed. He was so well-spoken and positive and kind of like remorseful about his past and kind of really speaking Uh about how he's been able to turn his life around since the judge pardoned him Uh after like his mugshot was, was released. And anyway, he's doing really good for himself. So I'm very happy for him. No, he shouldn't be people's sexiest man alive, but I know that people yeah. feel that, you know, he, he's deserving of that title. He, he's oh, all right. What about our boy um, from Watchmen? Um, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Like, so he's handsome. See, he that would be a good like, I, I just, I just, there's so many other brothers. Has Blair Underwood ever been on there? Hell he's past no. his prime, but at he one point, know. like to me, he was amazing. <laughs> like, I thought he was very, very handsome. Hell like no. during the um, Sex in the City time. Yeah. He's so good looking. I think he might have been <sighs> on the inside spread, but he never been on the cover. Like, we oh, oh the right, right, right. There's a countdown. Okay, so yeah, I just see the countdown, whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I, I, just, I just feel like white girl, good looking as far as black guys is concerned, it's totally different. Totally different. Our perceptions are very different. And that's just what it is. And that's okay. It's just what it is. And more sobering news really quickly. Just wanted to mention my disappointment. I know that Tory Lanez recently pled not guilty to shooting Meg Mm -hmm. Stallion. Mm -hmm. I just think that just sucks. And, you know, obviously people have their different opinions and we've seen that on line but you know i just think it's a really sad thing and i'm very proud of her for just speaking out and i know she mentioned mm-hmm. how hard it was to come forward with her truth and mm-hmm. then she said that her her angst and fear in coming forward was kind of validated because of how people reacted and were not supportive so yeah he kind of yeah. officially has pled not guilty so yeah. you know if he's guilty in the end i th- just think he's trash for that and um just own up to it do your time make a statement apologize mean it and move on but to plead not guilty oh anyway yeah. i guess we you know we'll follow that story yeah she and has then been out I'm and i'm so proud of her yeah i cannot mm-hmm. wait because everything that's been released so far is so fire so good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we love you meg the stallion and i know you wanted to touch on a dating show on hbo max Girl, we gotta get show. ready we got to get ready it's gonna be a holiday dating show uh limited limited run on hbo max um called 12 dates of christmas Oh, narrated by our girl Natasha Rothwell from Insecure. Um, wait, wait, wait. Who is she? Is she the uh, best friend? The, the uh, um, Amanda Seals' best friend? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, okay, cool. cool. Yes, the comedic yes. girl. Okay, the comedic mm-hmm. girl. Yes. Oh, good. And she's she's gonna be a good host. Yeah, sure. she's gonna be uh, kind of narrating it or whatever. Um, so all these people are gonna be in a house, different orientations and everything, mm-hmm. trying to find love and trying to find an actual date to bring. Oh my home god, this is so cute for the holiday. For the holiday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do they come up with this stuff? That's a I good was like, one. this is like this is like a dating novella <laughs> rom com. Like I know, it reminds me of the Ray J one. That's so funny. Across yes, the yes. flavor of love and real chance of love and yes, in the Ray J yes. movie. With a Christmas thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait. I got. Well, when does that start? That sounds cute. Uh, oh God, when does it start? It starts. I think. I think Thanksgiving weekend or something like that. Well, that is going to be some good TV. And that's if I have HBO Max. I don't think I do because when I was trying to watch, is that where Legendary was showing? Yes. Yeah. I don't think yes. I have that. Have okay, I'm have to figure something out. You, if you have HBO, you get usually with your provider, you get HBO Max free. 
So if I don't even know what I have because I don't even watch those channels usually. I think I was going to watch HBO Max recently for that Fresh Prince reunion and stuff. But yeah, yeah I got to check. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, the first three episodes of the 12 Dates launched November 26th. Then okay. they come out three episodes at a time. So it's going to be nine Perfect. episodes. Um, no, three. No, Perfect. So three on um, November 26th, November 3rd, and then November 10th. And so all these people, this was made during quarantine. So all these folks were quarantined together, you know, testing <laughs> negative. Uh, this, so they have gay and straight people living together, okay. like I said. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very interesting. So I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see it. I cannot wait. To see it, so. <laughs> Me too. So I love the good dating trash shows. So. Oh gosh, yes, yes, yes. yes. to dating yes. trash shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so what are we getting into this week, girl? So we were talking about relationships and disclosing kind of big. I guess we could say like big ticket items in your relationship <laughs> so like these things that that's a big ticket item, big things that yeah you know should you talk about early on in the dating process should you ever disclose this at all or mm-hmm. should you um just keep it to yourself so mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know you know i you know you used to be a stripper or you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i used to you know sell drugs or whatever it is sure <laughs> You know? <laughs> exactly and what are yeah. things that are necessary to disclose or is it okay mm-hmm. if you keep them to yourself right. and it's kind of like do you have to volunteer them or mm-hmm. is and it or if asked then you should admit them so I kind of mm-hmm. feel like there's different levels of this mm-hmm. so some items like you said are big ticket items and they can't mm-hmm. wait like mm-hmm. do you want to have children oh never then I need to know that in the first date or not you know mm-hmm. some things I think should be disclosed immediately some things can wait so right. I was kind of like thinking let's kind of make it fun let's I want to kind of get your opinion and I'll share okay. mine whether information a particular topic should be disclosed mm-hmm. on the first date like very first date you owe it to them to share it or can this wait for maybe the first one two or three dates like first three dates Kind of let it warm up a little. First day, or first is it something? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> or can it wait for? <laughs> can it wait for maybe a month into the relationship, or a month into the dating, or even longer? Or mm. maybe you feel like it never needs to be disclosed at all. So mm. we're gonna say first date, maybe first three dates, or a month or longer. Okay. okay so okay, there's a couple of things. Okay. So what about if you've had cosmetic surgery? And I mean, a procedure that one would not necessarily be able to look at you and tell right away. So that would not be, what's something that somebody could not tell right away? Like, right. A nose job is something that they may never know. They may never know. So that would be something that is really like an honor system. Do you feel like that should be disclosed in the first date, first three dates? Can it wait a month or longer? Or never? I think they can wait a month or longer. A month only, or because, only because you know what if you get involved with somebody <laughs> and you have a kid and that kid come out with your own <laughs> nose. <laughs> exactly. Oh nose. And they be like, yo, dog, I thought <laughs> where did that come from? That came from a great great uncle Earl. He always right, said, right. you know. Mm. Right. I so, mean I don't think I don't think I don't think most times I don't think plastic surgery is a big deal to disclose. Mm-hmm. Um, if you greatly altered your body, you had your boobs 
your breast, your your butt, mm-hmm. stuff that can like actually anything that can actually like leak. Or something oh my like gosh, that. not leak. <laughs> Those things are hard. I mean, it's hard to find, like, especially a butt job. I mean, you even a really, really good one to me. I don't know. It's kind of. So do you feel like people should volunteer it? Or if asked, they should just be honest? If asked, I, I, don't think they, I don't think that's something you should volunteer. If asked, <laughs> then I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody my right. Had a job. Right. Well, so, yeah, my response is but definitely not first day. Right. Yeah, there's some things that you just, like, can't hide. Right. First three dates, no. I say you can share it if asked, but if you want to, if you're comfortable with it, I don't think that you owe it to anyone to admit it at all, to be honest with you. But I, I think if you if you lie about it, I think it if the other person finds out, then I think it would be hard probably for them to trust you with other things. So for example, right. if you had a like breast lift, not lift, but breast mm-hmm. implants and you didn't say for whatever your reasons were, and then they find out you did, that one's hard probably because there's scarring but i feel like it's more embarrassing and could damage the the trust later if they find out you lied but personally if i had something that i didn't think anyone would really be able to tell i'm trying to think of something really discreet i can't an eye lift whatever nose job i I probably wouldn't yeah well tummy tuck you can't hide right because there's like a big long hip to hip scar so and to me, if I had a job, no, you can't. no, 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 girl, really? the tummy tuck, that scar is more than the, um, than a, a C-section, which I've yeah. had. And I even tell people I've had a C-section because I don't want there to be any surprise. Like, do you know what I mean? My scar right. is actually very beautiful and discreet. You know, scars today are different than our mamas in the seventies with the big yeah. scar down the middle, but yeah. I still like to mention it just, you know, but, um, yeah, if, if I had something like, like that, I would probably, um. I would wait, but then I would disclose it. So, but Hmm. yeah. Hmm. So, okay. So that's cosmetic surgery. So (laughs) what about, what about if someone um, doesn't want kids? If you don't want kids, not to say you can't have them, but you just aren't interested. And you are, let's say you're dating in your late twenties, early thirties, and you are really just not interested. You love your life. You love to travel. You're just looking for a significant other to share your life with. And you know that you don't want kids. Do you share that in the first date, first three, or can it wait a month or longer? I think that's probably something that should be discussed in the first three dates, maybe, okay. but not the first date. Don't bring that stuff up on the first date. That's too much, too intense. That's too much. That's too, much. That's too yeah. intense. First date should be fun, light, getting to know you type of things, and mm-hmm. then because if you the, lead oh, with that you might look crazy right, I mean and it's, so. it's, it's nice because they might be like oh snap fine but yeah right. maybe just get through a, a first date right mm-hmm. right right so, so you were like so are you yeah. interested you know having kids mm-hmm. and I'm like no oh I am you know so because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that is something that kind of organically would come up in the first three dates mm-hmm. if you're talking about kids on the first date like both of y'all are like relax but yeah I definitely think first three dates it's the kind of thing that one would talk about um or in this in this day and age I feel like a lot of times we're meeting online anyway Mm -hmm. so a lot of this might be moot because it was probably discussed in those initial conversations but if you're more old school or maybe it didn't come up I guess but I'm thinking this kind of leads to my next one what if you've actually had as a woman your tubes tied or mm-hmm. as a man of vasectomy, mm-hmm. at what point should that be shared? Because that's a little bit more serious than just, I don't want kids. Because if you just don't want kids right now, you might change your mind later. 
but a, a surgery. A who had a um, vasectomy. Say that um, again. I dated someone who had a vasectomy. Um, mm-hmm. When did they bring that up? <laughs> they brought it the first time we were getting gotta get intimate. Now let me ask you something: Was this before know. you had? Well, obviously, Lord, what I was about to say didn't make sense. I was gonna say, was it before you met your husband at a kid? Obviously, okay. So at that point, you hadn't had a child. So how no. did you feel about that? Did it change kind of your your thoughts of if you could move forward with him? Um, no, because at the time I was kind of ambivalent about having kids. Yeah, um, I remember so you I were never like gung ho. I wasn't really gung ho about having kids at the time. I was like, yeah, you know, if it happens, it happens, we're done, we're done, you know. So it wasn't a deal breaker for you necessarily. No, no it wasn't a deal breaker for me. What the deal breaker for me was, <laughs> I spoke about his ex wife. That he what? The way he spoke about mm. his ex wife, a mm. mother and children. I don't care how bad a relationship you had. I don't want to hear you dogging out somebody yeah. who has a relationship with your kids. I don't want to hear that. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very um, disparaging. It, it speaks of his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just like, mm, maybe you were the problem, bro. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't move. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think that vasectomy, tubes tied, all of that should come up sooner than later. Doesn't have to be first date, should be in the beginning. So my current boyfriend and I actually, we talked on the phone for a while before we met and he's had a vasectomy and he's a little older than me and we both Mm -hmm. already have two children. Mm -hmm. So while it wasn't a deal breaker for me, it was something that I had to kind of think a little bit about because I'm not a spring chicken myself, right? We're 41. We're actually 41.5 at this point, 41 and a half. I haven't necessarily closed the chapter on having kids. I have always said to myself, I could have another girl if I thought maybe in the future I would do it up until like 44, but I don't have to have that. And I'm kind of content with what I have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a deal breaker, but I really appreciated his honesty because it really kind of made me think about it. I don't know what the future holds right now. I'm having a good time and enjoying myself, but I like that he was very direct about it. And even was kind of like, I had the kind that can be reversed. You know how, like with, I don't know how it works with a man, but with a woman, you can kind of get it tied and then tied and burned. My mom had it done. So I know like there's two versions. And similarly for him, he also was kind of like, I didn't get the permanent, permanent one. It can be undone. And if Mm -hmm. you felt strongly that you wanted one more and that girl, we could do it and I'd be open to it. And that was gracious mm-hmm. of him. And I, I don't want that. I wouldn't want him to reverse it, but you right. know, I appreciated the offer and I appreciated his candor and it didn't feel too soon when he brought it up. I don't remember when it was. It definitely wasn't like conversation one, conversation two, but it mm-hmm. was early. It was before we met, before we went out, like on our first date. And, um, I like that he brought it up early. Cause I definitely think, like you said, it's not necessarily date number one conversation, but it's kind of date one to three. It's to me, it's not, it can't wait a month, especially if you're at that peak age where you're looking for all of those things. Like a vasectomy is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Know, yeah I, think. I think. Yeah. I, I think, like I said, I think we brought it up in the first couple of dates. And then, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said before, we were going to be intimate. He was like, so, you know, you ain't going to worry about getting pregnant because, you know. Oh, that's how it came up like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You still got to wrap up, bro. So, I mean, right. Not, There's other things, not just point, babies. You know? mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. 
Okay. So what about if you kind of on a, a, on a serious note as well, what about if you have some kind of um, STD that can be transmitted through kissing or intercourse? And I mean, not one that can go away. So like right. herpes, you know, HIV, you can protect yourself, obviously. Um, mm. But at what point, those are two different things, really. But I guess yeah. at what point do you share something that is very intimate and personal but that, you know, the other person might want to know so they can kind of make that kind of decision. I would you know? say, um, well, what I've heard, you know, it's funny. What I've heard from like HIV and AIDS activists is that you don't necessarily have to disclose. Okay. Um, you know, the kind of, the kind of de- decriminalize this mm-hmm. idea that, you know, you have to tell somebody. Okay, um, but at the same time, um, if you're comfortable with somebody, I would say within the first maybe month or so, yeah, I wouldn't rush into being intimate with anybody. But mm-hmm. you, know, you have something that is, you know, something that can't be cured with a shot or yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm inclined to agree with you, and I kind of feel like in this sense, because there are ways to have a healthy, loving, and enjoyable sexual relationship with someone who's HIV positive and and even ways to marry them and have a baby safely. Mm -hmm. I do kind of feel like um, I wouldn't want to lead with that in dates one through three because it really would be as, and I don't know if people would feel this as me being dishonest or not, but I think I would want to give them a chance to get to know me first and like me for me because I do think by date one, two, or three, they don't like you and that much, you know, you might be like, oh, right. this person's cool. I could be with them. But it's very easy for someone to kind of just walk away and be like, I'm not dealing with that. And mm-hmm. I think if you're living with HIV, you might not ever find that happiness if you lead with that on date number one. Whereas right. if someone kind of gets, and I'm not saying to wait three, six months or wait even after you've had sex with a condom. But I'm right. just saying, I think after a month, you've kind of gotten to know someone a little bit more and you kind of know if you dig them and what, what's at their heart. And I think that someone would be more open to a conversation, especially if you share, like, I wasn't trying to be sneaky. I just really wanted to get to know you and you, me, and this is what it is. And this is how long I've lived with it. And this is how I stay safe. And these are our options. So I kind of feel like to that end, and it's, I feel differently about like, for example, disclosing if you're trans, because I do think that people should make an informed decision up front, even though I'm, I just said, give people a chance to get to know you. I think you might put yourself in a more dangerous situation. Um, yeah, but I, again, I, like I said, I've heard from trans activists that you don't necessarily, some people mm-hmm. don't disclose because, because their argument is, you know, when you with somebody who's trans. Oh, really? <laughs> you know. Oh, okay. Like okay, I mean, usually know. based on where you've met them, um, and stuff, there right. are men who Most kind of were know. were wanting that and hoping right. for that. Most but you know. mm-hmm. okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. In that in that sense, I make sense. It makes sense. But if you're going to college and you meet Janet Mock or something, like you may not know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it depends on the context. Yeah, but exactly. I don't mean. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want to get into that argument because I don't have experience with that. Yeah, that's but a tough one. Say, um. You know, I have, you know, people in my life who ha- are HIV positive and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they, they have just, I mean, they didn't disclose right away that they were mm-hmm. HIV positive and stuff like that. You but, mean like romantic, potential romantic mm-hmm. partners or friends? Yeah, romantic partners. Okay. But they're the one that just didn't rush into, rush yeah. into 
Um, and a lot of stuff. Lot it's of so of different people, today. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. not the death sentence that it was. Like, it just feels so we different. Can, yeah, we can destigmatize these things. It was not, we it should. We have, need to. It, it doesn't have the, the, the death sentence it has, you know. Yeah, all, yeah. All loads mm-hmm. are so low and blah, blah, blah. And like herpes, it's, it's all about location. So it's the same virus you have on your lip and your vagina. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you get have it. It's the same virus. So if you have a cold mm-hmm. sore, and I mean, it's nothing, it's literally nothing that should scare people mm-hmm. away from so like when it was that so one's like, so stigmatized. Remember that whole thing yeah. with Usher, and then people yeah. were coming forward, and I just felt so bad for him. I was like, I this too. is just really dirty. How people are doing him? He may not even known he had it. Mm-hmm. The possibility mm-hmm. he didn't know he had it. Um, exactly. You know, he might just thought I had he had something else, and he just brushed it away. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw another one about uh, what is it? What's that guy that that does those um, was it Andy ruins everything or whatever? But he was talking about how, you know, we need to destigmatize that because, you know, like over half of adults have herpes and don't know it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Walking around with it. So right. that's probably one that can be, you know, mm-hmm. you need to chill on. But, you know, right. and maybe hepatitis and stuff like that, that could do some serious damage um, to organs. Yeah. So, you know, that may be something that we can you may want to wait a month or two about you know to talk about but just don't rush into it that's a tough one yeah yeah Yeah. there's such when you rush into it you run the risk of just kind of losing the person so yeah i don't know um a a blogger that i follow um justin j um out of atlanta um he's he's living with um hiv and um he's a he's an activist and, and you know he is stuff and he says he doesn't he doesn't feel the need that, you know, he has to disclose the partners, you know. Yeah. People mm-hmm. were just upset about him. So you out here spreading AIDS and But see, that's not even what he said. That's not what he said. And you're supposed he to be said. wearing a condom anyway, which by the that's way, I think ninety five percent people don't anymore. And that's why people that had were point. in their feelings. Because nobody wears condoms. Yeah, that was his point. His point was I'm out here for being protecting myself anyway. Yep. And so you're I, clearly I, not I myself. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not in a no situation where, you know, Right. I'm, I'm with somebody and we've decided yeah. to take it there then mm-hmm. you know, that's when I need this but if I'm out here just wham bamming and I know yeah. I'm out here using protection then, exactly you know, he said, and, 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 and as a gay person he's talking about as a gay man you know you need to be on prep anyway you need to be you know taking the precautions that sure. you need to take to, to, mm-hmm. know, to do that mm-hmm. too so, you know unfortunately mm-hmm. they, don't have, they don't have a women's version of prep so I don't know mm-hmm. Okay, so this one I thought was interesting because I this what this one my boyfriend brought up. I didn't think this was an issue, but apparently it is. Mm. So what about astronomical debt? Mm. And when I say astronomical debt, I mean like, okay, I will share my experience because I'm not ashamed of it. I didn't think it was a big deal. So my ex husband and I we jointly owe the IRS a lot of money, like in the six figures. And mm. it's funny because when this comes up on like reality shows from time to time, remember Married to Medicine, Toy and her yeah. husband owed a hundred and six, and then like Karen Huger on Potomac and Robin owed like, and and everyone's like, oh my god, it's this big scandal. To me, it's not that crazy. Maybe because like when I met him, he he's a corporate attorney making a lot of money, and mm. then I also was making fair money and just kind of not kind of paying right and being a little bit confused about how to like claim and this and that so we do kind of we do owe that and we have like um 
we have an installment plan. Like, you know what I mean? We're not like, no one's getting arrested. The IRS aren't hunting us down. We have a very fair installment plan. We're paying it off and that's it. So it was kind of as my boyfriend and I were talking about finances and that came up and he was like all like serious and going into it. And I was just kind of like, it's under control. We're paying it. And he understood like, I've just kind of like normalized it. And that was funny to me, but he was kind of like, well, those are the kinds of things when you meet someone and you're talking about kind of a future and hopefully buying a home and things like that. He was like, it's not a bad thing. It's not a deal breaker, but it's something that people should disclose. I I just kind of was like, it's not something that I ever would lead with, but at the same time, I'm not ashamed of. And I would definitely, like, as soon as he asked me and I was like, yeah, this is what's on my plate, you know? Like and I he have, was like, I have yeah. six figure school debt. I yeah, know, oh, I, I, girl, I didn't even mention that. Of course, we all do. Like all professional so, folks, I ain't no way in hell I need to tell you about that unless you're gonna pay it. Pay it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but see, do you feel like, or is there, or is there shame around it, or you just feel like it's no. like, no, no one's business? That's so normal. What grad student doesn't have six figure debt, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think every single um. All of my friends have six figure debt because all yeah. of us either went to like grad school, PhD, master's, law mm-hmm. school, med school. It's mm-hmm. weird to not have that. Right, right, um, right, right. And then after I purchased my home, I had to use my credit cards a lot because I had like used my money for the home. So I racked those up high and I've paid mm-hmm. those down, which is mm-hmm. good for the most part. Mm-hmm. But that's just not something that I thought was like a stigma. But I guess it's something that people want to know. Like if you're kind of looking at someone, you're like, oh my God, it looks crazy. To me, I'm like, I have a plan to kind of handle all this and my plan is I don't think be- that I don't think that's like first date material date. That's talking about our debt is we're gonna be in a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. So is that um first month or longer? A month or longer, way longer. Because I, okay. I still don't feel like I should no, no way. <laughs> No way. So, because it, it it felt yeah. a little invasive. Maybe because it I is. did feel like this is something that I, it's handled. I'm not out there not paying my debt. I think to me that's more of a red flag. If somebody owes six figures to the IRS and they duck in and weave in and changing addresses and using their son's social security, like to me that's yeah. more that's a little yeah. crazier when someone owes a lot of money and is being irresponsible versus when someone owes a lot but they are kind of managing their finances appropriately and there's actually reasons why they owe it if you look at what I owe it probably looks scary and crazy but yeah like I do have six figures and grad school loans and this and that so yeah but I mean I I definitely agree it needs to be disclosed when the time is right and if you're not talking about building a future with someone it's really not something that I think is even relevant so it's not about being ashamed of it more just like it's kind of on an as need to know basis so I don't know and what about bankruptcy if you've ever filed bankruptcy in the past do you owe that too? These are, these are serious. If we're gonna move on <laughs> to a relationship questions, I'm sorry, I'm not just banging you. That ain't none of your business. <laughs> so if someone asks, would you say that's none of your business, or would you go ahead and share it like early on? No, not early not, not in that way, but you could in your own way. In my own way, I'm, I'm like, yo, dog. That, why you wanna know this? You plan on paying my bills? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm just curious. I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I have sensitive. Like my husband will tell you, I have sensitivities around money and talking about money. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, I'm, because, I'm the same way. Because, I'm the same way. You know, I, I didn't, grow, I didn't grow up super rich or anything mm-hmm. like that. I had two middle class, hardworking mm-hmm. people. At one point, my mom 
stopped working very early on and mm-hmm. had to have assistance and things like that because of her illness, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was really one person working and then one person on a very fixed income, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of budgeting. It was a lot of, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then when I got married the first time and having someone plummet me into that and me not do it by myself and then not get right. with it, yeah, it makes, it makes me sensitive. So, yeah, like when I got with him and he was just like, well, let's talk about your bills. I don't want to talk about my damn. <laughs> no, it made me uncomfortable as well. I, I definitely felt I felt I don't want to say attacked, but I was like, this feels extremely invasive. Yeah. I feel like I have it under control. I feel like yeah. I just didn't like it. It was uncomfortable, but it kind of allowed me to kind of peel back some layers and say well why is this uncomfortable and for the 12 13 however many years I was married it wasn't something that we even like my ex-husband kind of just handled things handled bills and didn't really involve me he was kind of in that traditional provider role and Mm -hmm. I probably should have known more and been more aware I think it's kind of how we got into our tax debt I really didn't Mm -hmm. know how to even pay a lot of bills I feel embarrassed saying that but he took care of it but as a result like I just feel I was a little too naive and um but yeah, like we also didn't really talk about kind of our money and our debt. And if he was behind, he kind of would white knuckle it in that traditional mm-hmm. way instead of asking me for help. And I wish that right. he maybe had shared more, but right. it was like weird to have this person who's now very open and very candid, like, let's talk about this. And I'm like, ew, like, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm good. Like, it was just like a weird thing. And I'm not saying I'm 100% comfortable with it today, but mm-hmm. I can understand and appreciate the the reason at some you know to be open when the time is right um but i think like you said money conversations are not because also my parents didn't grow up openly talking about that either so it's mm-hmm. money shouldn't be uncomfortable and scary but it can be so you know you have to kind of normalize it i guess but yeah okay what about when someone has a lot of children and a lot of children's mothers if i don't want to say baby mom and baby daddy because that i hate that expression but if someone has like multiple children with multiple different moms or dads um do you feel like they should lead with that date number one first three dates or month or longer um that is the first three date um <laughs> conversation. not first date first three about money i need to know if you need if you're gonna be splitting this money 800 ways right you know, before we get together and you can't pay right. for meals and you can't pay for dates yeah yeah mm-hmm. So first three dates. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, 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 I agree. Like I, I would have you know. <laughs> ducking and dodging and you ain't paying no child support. Oh, that's a despicable person. No way. I would, I don't know on dating profiles if people are putting that, you know, in your little description. I would assume someone wouldn't put, I have seven children, like seven different. But I think the first date I know we said the first date should be kind of light and fun yeah I guess if you're going to like something like you know an amusement park or whatever but I feel like that might come up as a question like so do you have kids and I would expect honesty um yeah so yeah that that could come up in the first date um but the my 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 follow-up question to that is what if they have and this is whether they have multiple children or just one what if they have some serious drama with their children's mother or father like that person's mm-hmm. kind of jealous stalkerish a little crazy like should they disclose that in the first date first three or or first month um 
I don't know. I, I, like I said, it depends on how serious we're getting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then I would want to know kind of, you know. Which you might be getting yourself into. Yeah, what I'm getting myself into. Like, you know, if, if we're just, again, if we're keeping it casual, it's very light. I don't necessarily need to know about the drama that you have with your baby mama. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. But if that's going to cut into my time mm-hmm. you or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah, similarly, like it depends on how serious it is and the type of danger and craziness that they bring. If she mm-hmm. has put a tracker on your car or if she's known for following you and targeting any person you're dating, I want to know because I have children, I have a family, and I don't need that in my life. Someone crazy right. who's scary and going to show up and stalk me. Um, and if that's a real issue because she did it to the last person you dated, then mm. first three dates. Maybe not first date, but first three dates. But if it's just a little light kind of in the background, she's jealous, she is a little invasive, then yeah, that that can wait. <laughs> That can wait because if that yeah. if that's introduced too soon, it might make me question you. You know what I mean? Like what what yeah. all with you? What did you do to turn crazy? What role did you play? Have you been crazy back? That can wait if it's not that you know. Then you can kind of introduce it later. And you yeah. like you said, someone has to be careful how they talk about their ex because a lot of yeah. people are quick to label someone as crazy or she did this or that, and and that's not always accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about if someone has a job that requires them to travel for months at a time? And maybe that's not apparent. Like if on their dating profile, it says they're in the military, they're actively in the military, you might assume, but they might just be a businessman and they really do have to travel and be gone for two, three months. And then they come back. Like, when would you want to know that? I, I think I would have to know that on the first date because they kind of determines if we're going to have a second date you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like you know if you're not if you're not able to you know be available to me available, to really build yeah, something like how, yeah. how are we going to have a second date if you're traveling sure. all over the place sure and because there's some people who that lifestyle might work for them because then I might be like an airline stewardess and that works or I might be a researcher and a professor and I might need time to kind of have quiet time to to do my thing and to research and study and but yeah, I, I would not want to be with someone who tells me they're going to be gone for lengths at a time. And I agree. Why even have date two, three and four if mm-hmm. if I know that there's not going to be any more like that is kind of a deal breaker. I know what I need yeah. and I don't like someone to smother me and be all up on me. But at the yeah. same time, I don't necessarily want a long distance relationship to that degree. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. What about if someone... It does have a history of being incarcerated, spending time in prison. Um, they've turned their life around. They're doing really well, whatever, you know, whatever that means to you. But they, they did spend eight years, you know, in prison. And w- at what point is should that be disclosed? First date, first three dates? Um, it can wait a month know, or more. I need to know in the first three days that you got a record. Okay. Because Any record or time in prison? Because a record could be like when you were 19, you jumped a turnstile and you got no, arrested. No, nothing this. Like, you got some felonies. Okay, okay. Stuff. Like, you know, I was, yeah, like you would, right, you get a prison, I got to see a probation officer, that type of thing. Um, Not probation officer. I, I, I was going, I went out with a guy once mm-hmm. and um, I did I did not do my homework once. Like, I used to do my homework with people. You know what I mean? Like, of like, course. Yeah. This is real serious. Oh, this is real serious for real. For real. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, I, he was good looking, corporate guy. You know, had a great job. Okay. Everything good looking. And then when 
you know, I mentioned him in casual conversation with a friend. She was like, oh, you know him? I was like, yeah, she's a girl. Stay away from him. Oh, he, gosh. He beat some women. Blah, blah, oh, blah. I see. We and, just so, and so when I, like, looked him up, for real, for real, he yeah he had a record he had been arrested mm. you know there were mud shots this is why we got to do our little online stalking and background checks I'm exactly sorry. We just have to do it we got to so do I, it I, I need to know i need to know because nobody's going to show up on a date with their ankle bracelet just showing and beeping people just you have to figure out and do your research because some people aren't going to disclose that right yeah right. so hopefully someone would volunteer it i can imagine that everyone wouldn't want to do that though because they feel like it could be a deal breaker it depends on the crime i mean you know Mm -hmm. but still i just don't like it whether you're beating women or whether it's some white collar money laundering thing i think it still kind of speaks of your character a little i don't know i don't know So, I don't yeah. know. If you, some Martha, if you are some Martha Stewart, you know what I mean? I might not be too yeah. upset. <laughs> <laughs> if you are your Martha Stewart, that's what oh, I mean. You probably got some money. I might not be too mad. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. I mean, if you if you were just, yeah, if you were someone who's always been very, very wealthy and then you fell into a little insider trading, like that's a little different than, you yeah. know what I mean? Steal, you know, like Apollo Knight is stealing social security numbers and balling. I think that's very whack and trashy. I guess there's different yeah. levels to it because that would be considered white collar. But to me, that's a lot sneakier and just dumb living on like, how did Apollo think he was never going to get caught doing that? Um, versus like a little insider trading and then you had to do a little time upstate. And I, and honestly, just men, and not just men, but women, be honest about it. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of women, good quality women, who actually can not, who don't mind and put it behind them. Look at Phaedra. Yeah. My good friend also was in a relationship with a man who was in prison for eight years. Like, they they didn't mind. So it's okay to be honest with us because there are some women, good women, who can overlook that and be okay with it. And then there's some women who prefer not to, and that's their preference. So don't be I, out there I'm lying not, and stuff. I am not one of those women. I'm not one of those women <laughs> either. Mm-mm. I'm not one of those women. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Like, I just, I just know. And I hate when people, like, particularly black women they're like oh you gotta you gotta accept the man who no i don't oh please yeah we can't have our standards yeah right whatever your standards are you can have them that's okay yeah Mm -hmm. i don't accept 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 anything you know that i don't Mm -hmm. so (laughs) what about what about this one's kind of silly but my mom has this like thing so i was like let me just ask about this what about if you have like some light sleep issues nothing crazy but like my mom has like this restless leg syndrome thing so her legs always like shaking and stuff and like it would make the bed tremble and stuff so do you need to disclose that like my ex-husband snored very 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 heavily of course he didn't disclose that I found that out the first time we spent the night and stuff but are there any kind of little things like that that people should mention or is it okay if you wait for them to kind of discover that as the relationship I'm kind of feeling your mom you know why because I snore Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I snore terribly because I have bad allergies. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that. Do you remember the weekend uh, when I came down there and you um you were snoring? You had to like sleep on your back, and I think you put like a strip over your um, yep. nose or something. Yep. Yeah, yep. it wasn't yep. that yep. bad, but it's bad. But yes, okay. So that's something you would disclose. Yeah, that's time. something I would disclose. Like, did yeah, you disclose I, that to I, Jay? And how did he respond? He, I mean, you know. The good, thing, the good thing about the good thing about Jay is he snores too, so we good. 
perfect. And that's the beauty of disclosure. You never know. You might bond over that. When I was single, I was very self-conscious about it because yeah. I didn't want like guys who would spend the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that mm-hmm. um spend the night. I was like, oh my God, I don't want anybody to know that I like have yeah. a terrible mm-hmm. like, thing. It's just awful. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you said like that would be first three dates or like a month in? <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe okay. like the first three dates. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it could be yeah. not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's just that I'm not gonna say, hey, you know, by the way, I snore. Mm-hmm, uh, you mm-hmm. know, God be like, um, so why are you telling me this now? You know, right. <laughs> why are you so, trying to marry me? You saying we're gonna be like, like, right. You know, the time has gotta be right. You know. What about if you're dating someone and or what if you have some kind of um <laughs> thank you? Um, what if you used to be involved in any kind of um adult work in the adult industry softcore stuff um could be softcore to hardcore you used to be a dancer maybe you used to be even work in a a strip club but as the bartender anything that one might kind of give you like a you know if they're more conservative they might be a little taken aback what if you you know in this day and age you had an only fans page and you're not full nudity but you're showing a little something and you need to do that for extra money when should those types of conversations happen you think um oh um def- i definitely don't think busting out well hey i got an only fans on the first date no mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um maybe you know several dates into it um, mm-hmm. I, I had real thought. I had a current only fans or past? Because if you have a current only fans, that's different than if in the past you dabbled no, in. I, I still don't know because I because as a person who looks at sex work, it's just work. I okay. just I just I don't. I mean, it's just my job. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. If I, would, I don't know if I would feel like the need to disclose that. Right, um, right. Depends on the kind of game. I'm dating a pastor or something. Sure. Yeah, maybe. But you know mm-hmm. what the hell you want? I would be. <laughs> but no. Well, sure, yeah. If, if, if it's someone who maybe your, it could if, be... if you're in your regular everyday life and you don't, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, mm-hmm. you know, exhibit, you know, the fact that you have this sex work on the side or something. Um, sure, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. It just it depends. But I've had a situation where a friend of mine, this guy friend of mine, was out with a girl, mm-hmm. and um. You know, this is Atlanta, so mm-hmm. just, we got strip clubs everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. he was out with a girl, really nice place, and people just kept staring at her. Okay. Like, black guys would be like, I know this girl from somewhere. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Come, hey, where do I know you from? She said, she'd be like, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, and then, you know, where do I know you from? Well, I don't know. Maybe we went to this young such school, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and then come to find out later on that the girl was actually like a stripper and like okay. clubs or whatever okay. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I said well did you stop going out with the girl he was like no he said but you know I kind of wish you know he said I do he said I do frequent strip clubs you know that's not you, know, being, you being a stripper is not a big deal yeah said, but, you know the fact that she didn't tell him okay like, you know that he didn't like that I understand that yeah. I guess he would have preferred she volunteered it I mean yeah I kind of feel like yeah if if I'm dating someone who's in a particular career where my job could 
negatively impact you if it came out, yeah. such as, you know, I am, I, yeah, if, if you're a pastor or your potential partner is like a politician or plans to run for some kind of office, then in fairness to them, I would say like, look, this is what I do. And this is what, like, even with my current guy, like, He's not a pastor or anything, but he's very conservative and he's a lot more religious than I am. And mm-hmm. so like we we were set up through friends and, you know, I consider myself a very free spirit. I have fun. I have a lot of social media. I do TikToks that are a little edgy. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted him to know, like, this is what you're getting yourself into. I'm not mm-hmm. like, you know, because if you're just talking on the phone, everything looks all good and sweet. I wouldn't want him to discover later oh, this is what you're doing. And I don't like it. So I was like, here, this is all that I do. These are all my things. Enjoy or not. So I kind of want, and he laughed and was like, oh, I think it's fun. And you're having fun. And that's cool. I like that. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I also find, think that it's perfectly respectable if this is how you're earning your money. Um, but, you know, everyone is not so open-minded. Right. So I don't know when the right time is. to. Do, I think if you're currently still doing it, the right time might be in the beginning, like one first one to three dates. But I feel like if it's something that you've done in the past, then it can be a month or longer. It can kind yeah. of come up naturally yeah. when it comes up. Like, do you know what I mean? But right. if, if I'm still doing it, I feel like, you know, while we're dating and I, and you think my only job is this nine to five and mm-hmm. then we talk around eight because we both get the kids settled. But from like 10 to 12, I'm on OnlyFans or I'm whatever, <laughs> you know, I kind of yeah. feel like I'd be being sneaky. So I'd want you to know that um, right, right. probably how soon, maybe a month in, maybe yeah. sooner, maybe a month. I Maybe think. a month, because it is. Yeah, I would want someone to get to know me for me, just because I know people are such judge, such so judgmental, mm-hmm. you know. And then if after a month and you know the character that I am, and you still think I'm a negative person because this is what I need to do to pay those bills, then we're probably not the right ones for each other, and that's okay. Um, but if I did it in the past, I'm not gonna rush it. You'll find out when I tell you. And right, then again, right. if you still choose to 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 throw up the deuces, then that's fine too. Um, what about any sexual fetishes that you really enjoy, but that might be considered unusual? Do you share that in the first date? First three? Scare somebody off in the first date and tell them (laughs) I like I'm into bondage. You know what I mean? You know, (laughs) that no, let's not do that. Yeah, that doesn't seem appropriate for the first date. And I don't bondage doesn't even seem that unusual. I think a lot of people well, I don't know how hardcore you're talking about. It depends mm-hmm. on what kind of you know bondage. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Um, okay. Right. So, I, I so not first day. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely think that's a you know the closer we get to being sexual type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like a month or longer. Because even if you're getting closer and you have sex before the month, you're not going to necessarily bring out all that freaky deaky stuff. Some people don't right away. I don't think it's really necessary to share it that early. I think you can kind of introduce the things that you can that you enjoy, even if they're considered unorthodox. You kind of, you know, kind of get a sense of your partner and if it's going to be accepted. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I dated a guy who had like this weird thing that he liked, and it just. It was weird. I mean, but it would have been weirder if he had disclosed it to me earlier. Like, you know, when I discovered it, it was just kind of like, oh, it wasn't anything that freakier or um, crazy. Say that again. But it wasn't your thing. 
it wasn't my thing. I just kind of thought it was, I don't want to say dumb, but like he just, just, I guess I might as well go ahead and share it. I've already teased it. He had this thing with like thigh high stockings and heels, like f- those four or five inch stripper heels that you would never wear outside. Like he always wanted that, like every time, not just like every now and then, like every time at the end, he wanted me to put them on. And I just, it was kind of weird and uncomfortable. Like, do you know what I mean? Like every now and then we do something, but I felt like he needed it to like finish. <laughs> like he would need us to right. stop go put on the heels, put on the stockings. And it was like weird. And I didn't like that. Like I kind of would consider that a fetish, even though, because yeah, like he needed to have it. And I don't think he felt, it didn't happen in the beginning because I think he wasn't comfortable being himself yet. But I would say after like month two, it became like at the, towards the end of a session, go get the stockings from the closet, go get the shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like, it just made me uncomfortable. And I was in my like mid twenties. So I wasn't, the woman I am now where I could say, babe, do we need to do this every time? This like every now and then it's okay, but yeah. is it yeah. something that you need? And like, let's talk about that. I don't know. And it's you know, I don't want to be a psychologist and like analyze it. people yeah, all the time. But they feel like they just have to have. It felt like he had to have it. And I think that was what was uncomfortable. It wasn't like a big ask, but I don't always want to do that. Like not every time. Like, it just felt, like, very fetishy, and, like, I wasn't, it wasn't a special thing. It just felt like this is probably what he needs from everyone, and I didn't like that. It had, like, creepy yeah. feel to it. So, yeah, if he had, like, on date one to three been, like, I really like it when, it would have just not been appropriate, because mm-hmm. I wasn't really having sexual talk that early. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and when it, when it was introduced, it was organic, and it was okay, because I didn't feel anything, it wasn't that weird that I would have wanted to know in advance, it's just that when it became a pattern, and it seemed that he couldn't enjoy himself without it ending that way, <laughs> that it became, oh. like, annoying and, like, gross, yeah. so, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. so yeah, I kind of feel like sexual fetishes that you must have, there's, a, they can't be rushed into the conversation. No, not, no, that takes time, and then, like I said, you don't want to scare the person off. And even if there's something they, they're interested in, mm-hmm. you need to walk bringing stuff. it up too early yeah. in itself could be a turnoff. Like you said, even if it's something they're interested in, you have to kind of take your time with, with those things. So, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those were kind of the ideas that I had, the things that I had. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and um, I'd be curious to see what people think about disclosure. And, and yeah. how soon you should disclose certain things. Does anyone yeah. di- agree or disagree with any of the things we've said, from sexual fetishes to to finances to yeah, or maybe we have some that we haven't even brought up that mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they want to yeah. talk about. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, hit us up on the um on the um podcast um in the comments on our Twitter and on our Instagram and let us know what you think. And I will take a break and come back with watching romance and reading romance so last week i know you teased um christmas on wheels yeah i'm gonna mispronounce her name so please correct me is it tia sakar yes tia sakar oh wow and of course (laughs) michael xavier who we've already identified as you know he's kind of coming up there and we're seeing him more and more a handsome young man who's been in some lifetime thrillers mm-hmm. and other Christmas movies, but super cute movie. I think it came on, was it lifetime or was it Hallmark? It was on one of them it was on, lifetime. Um, on lifetime. So, so sweet. Um, 
it's about this young woman, Tia, who, of course, leaves the big town to go back hometown um, because she's mm. trying to. She actually goes to help her uncle who had a little accident and is in a cast and ends up discovering that a very special car was sold. Um, it's a car that her and her mom used to drive in around the holidays and deliver gifts to the neighborhood. And um, the car was sold and she's still so attached to it. So she basically partners with her uncle's lawyer who helps her find the car. Very cute, little bit of humor in it, a must watch. I really enjoyed it. There's like antiques, Christmas antiques. One of my favorite scenes was this auction where they're bidding on some antique items. Do you remember the auction, Tati? You yeah, saw that it, was right? That was I know cute. I wanted some of those things that in the auction. Yeah, I wish I could go to an auction. It was so fun. <laughs> so yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. It was very, very nice. I just um, wonder why they never cast Tia with um, Indian parents. Yeah, like, that was a little Indian. troubling. Like it would have been so easy and it would have yeah, diversified. So and I know yeah. Lifetime is all about diversity. There was even a scene when they went to someone's home, they were tracking down the car, remember? And the guy was like, yeah, my husband and I, blah, blah, blah. So Lifetime's right, doing great right. with the diversity. I'm like proud of Lifetime. But yet they couldn't give this beautiful Indian woman, if she's Indian, but this beautiful brown woman, brown parents. I mean, I think yeah. her parent, it was her aunt and uncle, but they were, you know, they were not, they did not look like her. It just would have been a nice thing. Um, but her right. leading man was African-American. They made a very lovely couple. And it was a really, really cute movie. You guys will enjoy it. So yeah, check it out. What about you? Have you seen anything good this week? Um, but, yeah, I watched Jingle Jangle, which was excellent. Like I said. Um, mm -hmm. I can't wait to watch that with the kids. Such good music. Beautiful mm -hmm. costumes and styling. Um, Tegan, my daughter, had to watch it twice. Um, and she she's really loved it. She loves seeing other children that look like her on the screen. Yes, but, um, yes, yes. That yes. was really good. Um, I didn't. I don't think I watched anything outside of that. Girl, I'm trying to binge The Crown, so I've been trying. <laughs> I've been watching The Crown on Netflix, so that's not Christmas related at all. But okay. um, but I was just watching The Crown, and I just but but it does think it does make me think about relationships though. Just Diana and Charles and. Camilla, oh God, that whole mess, girl. <laughs> you know, we were little when all this was happening. You know, yes. so we didn't know what was going on. That's really. right. That's but the right. fact that you would buy a house that's fifteen minutes away from your mistress and move your wife out. Oh to the my country. gosh! Oh, is that what they did? Are you serious? Oh, that's so yes, trash. Yes, he did. And so I, you know, on the wedding day, she finds a bracelet that's supposed to be meant for Camilla, and and not him, and not her. You know. It was a, it was a, it was a mess. But That's anyway, mm -hmm. this week we got a couple movies. Um, oh, oh, oh! Uh, I didn't see the Christmas Doctor, okay. Holly Robinson. That's the like, one that you said was a little bit of a tearjerker. Oh right? my god! I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. it it's just okay. like a doctor who kind of lost her way. But did it have a feel good ending? My goodness, the way you described it. Was so handsome. I can't think of his name, but he was so okay. handsome. But oh, I cried. It was just. It was so good. As long as we feel good in the end, nobody won't be oh, yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. There's no bad endings on Hallmark. You know that. Okay. So, all right. Just good. making sure. Okay. And, I love Holly Robinson Pete. So I definitely want to yeah, check that out. Yeah. She's the queen. She's the queen of Christmas, too. Mm -hmm. um, but this week we have um, a couple of movies called The Christmas House. Um, it's actually mm -hmm. an LGBTC movie um, mm -hmm. on November 22nd. And then November 21st is Feliz Navidad with Mario Lopez. 
That's all I saw life. that preview. That looks yeah. cute. His little yeah, dangles. Mm-hmm. I think on uh, Hallmark, on, on regular okay. Hallmark. There's actually mm-hmm. a, a couple on there, a gay couple who's trying to adopt a baby. So that's part of the like theme of the, mm-hmm. of the story, which is unusual because Hallmark doesn't really, you know, give us stuff with a. Okay, good job, Hallmark. Yeah, yeah. Very so. nice. Very and nice. uh, finally, in our reading romance seg- segment, I thought I would give a couple of um, books that uh, have big secrets in them. Okay. <laughs> so romances with secrets or big mm. secrets or people that fail to disclose things. And one of them is actually called... <laughs> speaking of secrets and disclosure. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, speaking of, one is called Full Disclosures. Actually, a YA book by Cameron mm-hmm. Garrett. Um, mm-hmm. It's about a teen girl who's trying to navigate the world as an HIV positive kid. Okay. Um, and she has her birth big kind of, she was born with HIV. She was born HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, she falls in love for the very first time. So she's like wondering how does she navigate the situation of, you know, sex and love and relationships mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, being HIV positive. It's a good book. It's a little sad in parts, but it's it's a good book. Um, this okay. book um, that just came out, um, the ties that tether with Jay Ikaro. Um, oh, it has my least favorite trope in it, which is secret baby. I don't like secret babies. Um, oh. but but that, but it's about a Nigerian woman who is torn between kind of duty and obligation to um, marry and be with somebody Nigerian. But she falls in love with the white guy who happens to be like Italian or something. Okay. So she doesn't know what she needs to do. And then she's torn between two guys. And then there's like a baby. And it's a mess. But anyway, it's it's a good book. It's a good book, book, though. And then the last one is um, Scandalous Secrets um, by Sanithia Williams. Um, Sanithia has a whole series of these books. Um, So it's a. like a small town book um and in this is like jackson falls so this okay. guy is like a political candidate and he doesn't mm. know that this somebody's trying to blackmail him about a child he didn't know about oh and um she the woman didn't you know tell him about the baby and so you know he's like what are you trying to blackmail me for he thinks it's her and the whole other stuff but anyway it's so good it was so good, but a lot, a lot of intrigue. Intriguing, yes. Yeah, so people can have their hands full this Thanksgiving weekend coming yeah, up. Yeah, and plus, like I said, I'm gonna give you all some uh, of the uh, holiday movies probably uh, the end of this week, so you'll know what to um, watch. I mean, what to read rather. Um, Wonderful. Movie, You'll so. be posting that list on the Facebook. Yeah, I'm gonna do it live, Instagram. like I did on last time live on Instagram. So Perfect. we'll have the IGTV post going up. Perfect. So. Yeah. Very so. nice. Yeah. So, so guys, yeah. just to remind you, we will not be having a live a podcast next week, Thanksgiving week. So we hope that you enjoy your holiday. Yeah. Stay safe. Be smart. Yes. We'll talk to yes. you soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Happy holiday. Happy holidays.